Hey everybody, welcome back to But Why The Podcast, the podcast where every week myself, Adrian, and Matt talk about the things in pop culture that people say matter and ask the question, but why though? Before we get started, we wanted to make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. It's the easiest way for other people to find us, and it's the easiest way to support us. But if you want to support us a little bit more, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash butwhythopc. And as always, enjoy the show. podcast and with a over 10 year wait coming to an end for the sequel we're covering kingdom hearts as always i'm your host kate and i'm here with adrian hey how's it going and matt hello and the amazing misha hey guys hello i wish i i wish kate introduced us as amazing one time i mean we have another show together so i think that's what ups me to amazing you guys are you guys are cool though yeah, I, 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 I mean, I not cool because the other show's amazing that's what i got out of that yeah who cares that we've been doing this for two years who cares <laughs> yes by the time oh. this episode releases we would have hit our two-year mark Yep. Yay! Oh, nice. hey congrats we've lasted longer than like almost every, like like a very wide percentage of podcasts matt has that statistic in his head the average podcast makes it about six episodes and about two and a half months there we go <laughs> killing it um but yeah so nisha why don't you plug all of your things and kind of give some people some background as to why you're on this episode okay let's see if i can do this without messing up so yeah, I also am a part of the But Why Though podcast network. I do a show with Kate. It's called Did You Have To? Um, that's where we talk about the live adaptations of anime that we like or don't like so much. And we talk about the good and the bad things with those. I also have a show called So Here's What Happened. So nope, already messed up. So Here's What Happened. <laughs> um, I do that with my co-host Carolyn. And we talk about our top three you know, picks from TV, uh, books, comics and movies for the month and we do that there and what else oh how did i get into this episode well kate and people who follow me on twitter may know or may not know i've been waiting for this game for the last 12 years uh, because i also am a diehard kingdom hearts fan and yeah awesome i think you're the most qualified person on this episode to talk about kingdom hearts <laughs> yeah. how much i how much i'm addicted to it and i'm still waiting <laughs> for all this time i feel like the woman from titanic it's been 86 years <laughs> if you had just moved over and let him on the boat board you've been fine yeah. oh gosh um okay so the first question is have you played any of the games and which ones so hold on i have to pull out the timeline of it because it's confusing. Oh, yeah. I've played, <laughs> I have played all the games, including the mobile game, the Kingdom Hearts X. 
I played Birth by Sleep on PSP. I played the first Kingdom Hearts. Uh, sorry, before that, I per nope. I played the first Kingdom Hearts, and then I played Kingdom Hearts two, and I played Kingdom Hearts three hundred fifty eight slash two days. I still don't know how to say that correctly, and it's been all this time. And that's on like the Game Boy, uh, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, and yeah. And then I started playing Dream Drop Distance, but I got irritated and I stopped. <laughs> so I've, I've, out of all the games, oh God, it's just, is it like six games? There's no, 11. There's way more there's than There's 11. Actually. It's a, yeah, that's right, because the final mixes. Yeah, <gasps> so there's 11, and then not all of them came out in the U.S. or came out like a year to two years later in the U.S. That's right. And I just bought this year, not this year 2019 sorry the previous year um i was playing the 1.5 plus 2.5 final mix so i bought that collect the remix i bought that to play them all and i did, i'm an adult with a job and i realized i don't have time to finish this entire game <laughs> this happens <laughs> to most hard. games these days sadly yeah i feel like it was a wake up it was like it humbled me and made me realize like you don't have time to play 10 hours straight before your eyes start to bleed <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> but I played most of them. So the only ones I haven't played was Kingdom Hearts Coded, and then Dream. I don't count Dream Drop Distance because I didn't finish it. But I know what happens in the story. <laughs> okay, Adrian. Um, I, I I'll be a lot shorter. I've I played <laughs> I played one and two on the PS2, <laughs> and that, nice. that that was it. Uh, mainly because. Um, we didn't have a PlayStation basically after that. We had like a PS3 for like a month, uh, but pawn shops are a thing, um, <laughs> and poor. So I played Kingdom Hearts one and two. I, I loved playing those two. I had a lot of fun. All my memories from Kingdom Hearts are from those games. Um, yeah, and that's about it. I didn't like when they did all the other things that Nisha just mentioned. I didn't play any of those. You didn't have to. I don't know. That's why. what I, I hear. And we every time I try to go it. back and I'm like, I go look at YouTube videos of like the storyline and it's all over mm -hmm. the place. It makes me feel like I'm playing like Assassin's Creed or something like where everything's just crazy. <laughs> so oh. I'll just hold off until Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out and then just catch up then. It's okay. As we will find, Tatsuya Nomura does not even really know the story sometimes. <laughs> so He does not. <laughs> Matt? So I played Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. I beat I think the first one, I don't even remember because it's so convoluted together. And mm -hmm. now obviously I don't own a PlayStation and never have. And so I played it at other places. And then obviously since this has been like PlayStation slash like mobile portable games, I've not even bothered or cared to. Also, can I, I'm allowed to say this was going to get edited out that, um, why are we doing this episode, Kate? Because the game's coming out. Are we sure it's not because we went to a panel at a convention that tried to do this before and it was so bad that we Oh yeah, well that, that's half of it. The other half is because the game's coming out. <laughs> so the out of all my conventions I've been to, this is the only panel I ever walked out when somebody attempted to do this. <laughs> so Matt is full of spite and salt and will be <laughs> today we will be doing a better episode than that was a panel. I hope. I mean I can't I can't blame Matt's bitterness because when someone has ever asked me 
explain Kingdom Hearts. What's it about? I just kind of like look at them and like, do you want the quick version or do you want me to explain it all in great detail? Because <laughs> that's gonna take. A, I'm gonna need three hours of whiteboard and lots of colored and lots of colored highlighters so I can draw the path where, where everything is. It is a mess. Oh, a complete mess. Yes, it is. Um. So for me, I played I played and beat one, and I played a part of two. The only reason I played and beat one was because it was the otaku thing to do at the time it came out. That not is, wrong. You're so that, not wrong. That is, like, Very the right. reason. <laughs> yes. And I would oh. go to my friends' houses, and we'd read manga and watch anime. Yes, I was one of those people. And um, Kingdom Hearts was the natural trajectory in that path. Yes. <laughs> um... And so we'd, like, trade off on levels to play the game. Uh, it was actually really fun. It was a nice bonding experience. No longer friends with that person because I, I, oh, nice. I suck at being friends. But <laughs> <laughs> but it is a fun memory. Um, so, yeah, we are, at, obviously, I'm the one leading the episode today. And we're going to go into some history. Bear with me. Do not at me if there are mispronunciations. I don't speak Japanese or the made-up language of this game. That is your disclaimer. <laughs> True. <laughs> All them damn X's and names. Right? <laughs> like, do I pronounce it like the brown way? Like it with the Spanish sound for it? Or we're not going to do that. I'm just going to phonetically say it, and that's what we're going to go with today. <laughs> Okay, so going into the history. Kingdom Hearts is a series of crossover action role-playing games developed and published by Square Enix. But it is also a collaboration with Disney Interactive, as well as, you know, Square Enix, and it's under the direction of Tetsuya Nomura. Kingdom Hearts is a crossover of various Disney properties based in a fictional universe outside of Disney. So essentially there's a universe that they made just for Kingdom Hearts and then Disney properties as well as some other ones come into play. The series centers on the main character Sora and his journey and experiences with various Disney Final Fantasy and The World Ends With You. This is an RPG by Square Enix. Um, and Pixar characters as well, which pretty much Pixar is Disney now, so I probably didn't need to clarify that. <laughs> um, Kingdom Hearts, or fuck, damn it. The heroes of the series clash against the various incarnations of the primary antagonist, Zehanort, throughout the series. Almost all characters and worlds of the Kingdom Hearts franchise are owned by the Walt Disney Company. The so series... they got all of the characters from Walt Disney Company, but their primary antagonist is named what? Sora. <laughs> Xehanort. Oh, no. Oh, antagonist, yes. Xehanort. 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 So that, where would we get that from? I have no idea. <laughs> Final Fantasy stuff, because none we of that makes sense either. all the Walt either. Disney Company properties, and this is what we went with. Because... Oh, we want so... them to fight Pluto as in a Darth Vader costume? So essentially, costume? like, just to put this into context, like, yes, they own... Like, they have licenses for Disney characters. That being mm-hmm. said, the main characters of the story are unique to the game. So you have Kingdom Hearts as an IP itself, which has its own mm-hmm. fictional world and fictional characters, including your main characters and your antagonist. And then you have appearances from characters from other companies and games. It's a crossover. Does that make sense, Matt? 
this is also where I said the whole made up language thing. I it's X E H A N O R T. Yeah, you said it yep. right. Xehanort. Xehanort. It's <laughs> <laughs> a mess. Yep. Um, as the storyline is, and we'll get into that. <laughs> I say that in a positive way. Um, so the series consists consists of eleven games available for multiple platforms. Although I think of uh, the first gen of a lot of these games, so their original prints, not the remixes, final mixes, all the mixes that they do, <laughs> um, usually come out on PlayStation exclusively and then get ported over to other things in their other iterations. And future titles are planned for the game. Case in point, Kingdom Hearts 3, which, as Nisha said, she's been waiting for for 12 years. Most of the games in the series have been positively received and commercially successful. A wide variety of related merchandise has also been released for the games. So, getting into the actual history history of it and away from the synopsis, the initial idea of Kingdom Hearts began with a discussion between Shinji Hashimoto and Hironobu Sakaguchi about Super Mario 64. They were planning to make a game with freedom of movement in three dimensions like <coughs> Super Mario 64, but lamented that the only characters as popular as Mario would be the Disney characters. Um, so essentially, Tetsuya Nomura, the director of the game, the writer, and the creator of a lot of the, like, the creature designer, um, he overheard the conversation and he volunteered to lead the project, and the two, produ- the two producers agreed to let him direct. So essentially a chance meeting between Hashimoto and a Disney executive in an elevator, because at the time, Square Enix and Disney shared a building, um, allowed Hashimoto to pitch the idea directly to Disney, like he got to do the best elevator pitch in existence. Um, An develop- actual elevator pitch? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so development began in February of 2000 with Nomura as the director and Hashimoto as the producer. And now, while Nomura had done previous work on final on the Final Fantasy series as a monster <clears throat> designer and graphic director, he hadn't gotten any sort of widespread recognition until he was the lead character designer of Final Fantasy VII. Which, if you know your Final Fantasy, that's probably one of people's favorites. Kingdom Hearts marked his transition into a complete directorial position, though he also served as the game's character designer. Scenarios were provided by Kasusuke Nojima, who was a scenario writer for Square and Final Fantasy VII until he ended up leaving the series and the company in 2003. So... Disney's target age um, originally development was focused on Disney's target age range so think er, uh, younger this meant that there was a lot of focus on developing gameplay and a lot of lack of story however the executive producer of the game um, Hironobu Sakaguchi told Nomura that it would be a failure if they didn't reach the same level as the Final Fantasy the Final Fantasy series did in story development and so they started to work on bringing out the story more I'll say that, though, for as far as the Final Fantasy games and any type of, like, either uh, Square Enix or even, not, I'm not going to say all of their games are great, but, like, the level of dedication of what they want to do, even, like, to the extent a lot of Nintendo executives of, like, their success because they make sure their product is actually good and they don't, like, just half-ass everything. Yeah, because Nintendo cares. (laughs) Well, I mean, they fired people and they stepped down. 
I mean, I just remember the Final Fantasy uh, 14 before it like released with the MMO one. It was so bad they just literally scrapped the entire game and just made a brand new game and sent it out to all the people who bought it. Well, yeah, I mean, and that to me means a lot more than like some of the American companies making a crappy game and then being like, "Well, you paid for it." Yeah, I'm not gonna say for all of their games because they've had a few <laughs> bad ones, obviously. But I just feel like when it comes to their development, they I don't want to say they don't take more serious. They just don't allow them to half it and they pick their time. They actually care about the consumer when they make it, right? So, like, yeah. they could have easily just redone the game and not given anybody free copies of the new game, but they gave everybody free po- copies. And then, like, the fact that Nintendo, uh, a lot of Japanese-owned uh, Japanese companies, Sony included, actually turns over their boards and their directors and stuff a lot quicker yep. than American companies because if something isn't working, they take them out and put yeah. new people in to make it work. Um, whereas in American companies, companies, you a lot of the time just end up with really stagnant, powerful people because of nepotism and other reasons. So. You're not wrong. Yep. <laughs> that would explain that Samurai Champloo game. Oh. I hate that damn game. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're talking about Kingdom Hearts, though. Yes. Um, so, uh, Nomura has stated that the name of the game came from thinking about Disney theme parks, especially the Animal Kingdom. However, Nomura couldn't get the IP for just the word kingdom, and so the development team began to think about heart as the co- as a core part of the story, and then they decided to just go ahead and combine the two words, Kingdom Hearts. After Kingdom Hearts' final mix, which we will get to when I talk about the games here in a second, was completed, development for Kingdom Hearts 2 began. And there were several obstacles to clear before development could begin on that sequel. <clears throat> One was the development team's desire to showcase Mickey Mouse more. Um, Mickey's inclusion in the first game was restricted to a very, very small role. Um, but Nomura had planned for the sequel to take place a year, a year after the first and originally intended for the events of that year to be left unexplained. This is the first time I will say, and Nomura left things unexplained because he does it a lot. <laughs> Um, but essentially what they end up doing is they end up evolving Mickey Mouse into a key ma- a Keyblade Master. Um, so he comes up a lot more. And Nisha just rolled her eyes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, not in a bad way. <laughs> I'm just glad. I'm, uh, that's one thing about the games. is like, I'm glad he wasn't the main person you were playing the game with. I, I enjoy the games for like, the Disney characters aren't your, like, your main playable characters. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I came in a supporting role. I mean, Matt wanted them to be. <laughs> I mean, some of them. But I'm like, I didn't want the game to be about Mickey Mouse. Oh I yeah, I think it's more fun. I think it's more fun with him just like being in a supporting role. Oh yeah, no, I completely agree. It lets it be its own property while still having elements from those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nomura was essentially he got he was worried about releasing. Um, sorry. Nomura was, was worried about releasing various versions of the Kingdom Hearts games on other platforms, so on things like uh, the Game Boy Advance, because he didn't want the graphics to suffer. Um, however, he changed his position on this when he heard that children really wanted to play Kingdom Hearts on the handheld system. Um, so he ended up letting it be adapted, and it was a success, so he can't, he can't really complain. So... There are a lot of games. You have Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts Change of Memories, Kingdom Hearts 2, Re-Chain, Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts Coded, Kingdom Hearts 358 by Two Days, 
Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, Kingdom Hearts Recoded, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Remix, Kingdom Hearts X, Kingdom Hearts 2.5 Remix, Kingdom Hearts Unchained X, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, Kingdom Hearts VR Experience, and finally Kingdom Hearts 3. This does not include the mixes of the game. Thank God. Of which there are more. So... Starting off with the first one. Um, the first game came out in 2002. Um, that's when it was released in Japan in March for the PlayStation 2. And it introduced the main characters, Asora, Kairi, and Riku. And established the plot's framework involving hearts and dark beings known as the Heartless. So essentially, if you, um, it's, a, it's pretty simple to kind of describe it as light and dark. And those with hearts are light. The Heartless are people who have let darkness take them over entirely. Is that correct, Nisha? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it also established the role of Disney characters in the series, with character cameos from the Final Fantasy series as well. Um, and then the game got another re-release in um, Japan that same year, um, but at the end of the year, called Kingdom Hearts The Final Mix. And this included content from the North American release, the, the North American release, such as additional enemies, cutscenes, and weapons. So as much as it could be like, you just, like, remixed a game. Well, they did because the North American version actually had more content than the Japanese version. So basically, this is like the Game of the Year editions before it was known as Game of the Year editions. Pretty much. Only Americans didn't have to buy the final mix and the first one. They just got it. I mean, you can kind of see it. Like, we, we saw this with um, our Resident Evil episode as well. Um you just kind of add more stuff to games. Mm. Um, so after that, you have Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, and this is a direct sequel to the first game, Don't Let Kingdom Hearts 2 Fool You. This game came out before that. Um, yeah, and it, it came was... On the... Yes, it Game Boy, Game Boy <laughs> Advance. And it came out in 2004 on the Game Boy Advance, and it introduces and previews plot elements that would explore the next game. So it is seen as the bridge between Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2. The gameplay system itself is a departure from the original because it adds a card game mechanic to it, and where you essentially construct decks out of cards that correspond to different actions in battle, such as attacking or using magic. And it was remade for the PlayStation 2 and titled Kingdom Hearts Re Chain of Memories, which used uh, polygonal graphics instead of sprites used in the original game. So that just means 3D versus 2D. Um, and then the remake was released in Japan on a second get disc that was packaged with Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix in 2007. So were these actually like very <sighs> successful or did they just like make enough games and spin it enough to milk everybody to buy like five games for two games worth? No, they were successful. They have pretty good ratings. And the other thing to think of too is handhelds in Japan and mobile games in Japan actually sell at higher rates than they do in the U.S. Um it's a it's a completely viable system over there, in much more so than it is here. Is this, is this why we're getting Diablo on mobile? <laughs> is it Japan's fault? Is that who we're blaming? Is that also why I we're mean, getting they Blades? This... It's also being on mobile. I mean, Pearl uh, Black Desert Pearl Abyss is on mobile. I mean, but look at the Switch. That's proof that like you know Dragon Ball Fighter Z 
was on like PlayStation and like it was on a console and then they now it's been released on the Switch. So, yeah, but the Switch or, still you can hook up to play. Like you can actually not but have you to can pl- take it. Yeah. I can play the game and I can take it out of the house. Like I'm I mean, not going to lie. I feel like I have seen more people talk about using their Switch as a handheld than actually using it as a console. I do. Like just cuz it's the same gameplay and everything. But Unless like you up. play it in your hand, like you don't set it there and like play it with the controller. You can, but no, I like... have a switch. I'm just asking, like, if, if like oh. if you play it <laughs> with those big ass and fucking controllers, or if you. I don't. Probably. Not everybody has giant manly hands like you. Adrian. Well, I don't like playing it like that because my hands are too big and the little controllers are too small. I gotta have a controller. <laughs> my question is like, is I it really know. like a handheld at this point? If you're like just setting it there in front of you and then like playing. I mean, I think it just depends how you use it. And I think, I, yeah. I also think. I think of handheld as you can leave the house with it. Yeah. That's like my definition of handheld. It's like something that's completely mobile and you can leave and take it with you and keep playing the game. Yeah. And I think too, I, I also know that I probably have like a really biased thing because I have seen so many switches at conventions that we've gone to. Like I've mm. heard of it, even like talking with devs and stuff at conventions. They're like, yeah, only thing that gets me through the 16 hour pay- plane ride from so-and-so is my switch. <laughs> Oh, I'm not defending this. I'm just like I just don't think it should be called a handheld. It's just a portable account. It's a portable console. But it it's utilized like a handheld. Like it's not a handheld because it's a console. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like I get you can play it on the road, but I'm just like majority of the people with a lot of the games are sitting there hooking it up to the TV and playing the controller. Dude, no. Like all the people I've talked to, the only thing they talk about other than Adrian, apparently, because he has two big manly hands. Um, Who plays like this? It's so uncomfortable. I play like this. I just lean back in my chair, and I play like this, and I can take it anywhere. But do you have a separate controller, or are you you hooking up your Joy-Cons to the thing and, like, playing it in front of your face? I'm playing with it in front of my face with the the controllers on the side. Okay, Okay, so we're not going to compare the Game Boy to a Switch. Like, they're equal, though, right? No, they're not equal. No. Okay. So, like I said, we tried to talk about this, like, Game Boy Advance, not close to the Switch. No, okay. it's not. Okay. Moving on, Finn. <laughs> Which one of these 17 games are we on? <laughs> Apparently the, the third one. of the second one. Apparently <laughs> they have four of each of the first ones in the second one. Anyway. So, game five, but it's really only game two. <laughs> yes. Um, so, actually, one, two, three, four. Yeah, it is five. It, it's yes, five. So Kingdom Hearts 2 is actually Kingdom Hearts 5. Um, but so moving on, Kingdom Hearts 2 takes place one year after the events of Chain of Memories. It was released for the PlayStation 2 in 2005 in Japan. And the game further explores the heart concept by involving a group of enemies, the Nobodies, which are the cast off shells of those who have become heartless. The gameplay is similar to the first Kingdom Hearts game with the addition of Reaction Command, which performs context-sensitive actions in battle. Um, And Kingdom Hearts 2 was later revised into Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, which contains more material than the original release, such as additional cutscenes and bosses that is also in line with the North American version. And I forgot to say it, but the actual, um, so the gameplay of Kingdom Hearts is RPG, but it is mostly hack and slash a lot of the time with a little bit of platforming. Um, so the mechanics are really easy to get a hold of. Um, then you go to Kingdom Hearts Coded, which is an episodic mobile game 
that picks up directly after Kingdom Hearts 2. And the pre-install episode was released in Japan in 2008, and the eight episodes were released between June of 2009 and January of 2010. The game was remade for the Nintendo DS as Kingdom Hearts Recoded, and features updated gameplay combining the two later titles of the series, 350 by 2 days and... So wouldn't that just be 179 days? I don't know. That's how it's written out, Matt. Okay. Is this like one of those things like where, like in our Fast and the Furious episode, like where China or Japan has like different titles for Fast and Furious? No, these are the titles for them across the board. What's 358? Like, I mean, 358 divided by two days, that might be 179 Matt, turn off the brain. Turn off the math brain. This is, no. (laughs) Unlike the original version... Recoded was released internationally. So this is one of the games where you have its original release in Japan, and then once it got more stuff, it was then released in the U.S. Um, And then some of these are Japan-only releases. Um, So now you have Kingdom Hearts, 358 by 2 days. I don't even know if that's how you say it, but that's what I'm going to say. 139 (laughs) days. Was released for the Nintendo DS in Japan in 2009. And it's primarily set between Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2, focusing on the Roxas's time in Organization 13 and his motives for leaving. This is all confusing to me. Um, it is the first game in the series to feature cooperative multiplayer in addition to traditional use of AI-controlled partners. Gameplay is mission-based with optional objectives that yield additional rewards. The game also has a unique panel system which governs character improvement, special abilities, and equipped weapons, so it gets super, super more RPG-like. Um, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep is the next one, and this is actually a prequel to the entire series, and it was released for the PSP in Japan in 2010 and later on in North America in September of the same year with additional content. The game is set 10 years before the events of the first Kingdom Hearts game, revealing the origins of the villain Xehanort. It cons- I feel like I'm talking about a Scientology thing whenever I say that. <laughs> Um, It consists of four scenarios, three of which focus on one of the game's three protagonists, Terra, Ventus, and Aqua. Um, Terra looks like Sora, but it's not Sora, it's Terra. Um, The game was re-released in Japan under the title Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Final Mix. Okay, so we have like these, like Birth by Sleep and then Birth by Sleep Final Mix. How much content are they putting in these random mixed games? I have no idea, really. Would you it's pay- like a cut scene. It's little, it, it, it could be like an extra scene at the end of the game. So what are they charging? Full price? So this is like basically... I mean, I didn't I didn't pay for it. I went to YouTube to see what was so... What was <laughs> but I'm just saying, they're well, they really, do, so, they, this- so it's not just cut scenes. They do add more bosses yeah. and more content. Like well, actually, how much? Yeah. That's what I it's essentially like a DLC. Like what you said before, like a Game of the Year edition, that's probably accurate. But I'm like... as. For some from what them. I saw, like from like whenever I would watch it, like watch it, I'm like, okay, I'm glad I didn't like go and buy Final Mix after I already played the game because it's like, really, am I gonna pay this money to play like a few more levels or like get a few more scenes when I can just? It just, it just seems like a waste of money unless you haven't played the previous one. I didn't know <laughs> this was gonna happen. <laughs> okay, 
The next game is Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance, and this was released in 2002 in Nintendo in Japan for Nintendo 3DS. And the game focuses on Sora and Riku's Mark of Mastery exam under Yen Seed in anticipation of Xehanort's return and their subsequent conflicts with enemies from their past. And Yen Seed is literally Disney spelled backwards, if you don't know. Mm -hmm. And it's the, what is it, the wizard from the Fantasia? Yep. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. In addition (laughs) to similar systems inherited from Birth by Sleep, this game features dream eaters, which serve as both enemies and allies. Players may collect and breed friendly dream eaters and train them to become more powerful. The English edition came, the English edition came out in the summer of 2012. So I know we didn't talk about this so much on our like Smash episode, but man, this time frame between all of these different little like consoles, I mean, it's probably not the worst thing that we now have, like just the Switch, the Xbox, and PlayStation. That versus is like there were the a Game Boy, we've had a Game Boy Advance, the PlayStation game, plus now you include the American versus Japanese version and the 3DS, 2D versus 3D graphics. I mean, that's so been a I hard do want to hear why this is the one Nisha didn't finish. Oh, why I didn't finish yeah. it? Yeah. So when it came out, I didn't give a damn about it, and just because I was like I was in college and I just didn't care for it at all, um, but. Then I I bought the collection one most recently. I was trying to play it and I got frustrated because it's like playing it on PlayStation and then like the key like the controls are so different from how like the other ones are. Even though like originally it's not on a PlayStation, like it's not. It was on a con. It was on a handheld when you're playing it. So I just don't think it translates well or easily over from a handheld over to a console uh, gameplay. That makes sense. So Which then is- that's what. So then I feel like that kind of like it's frustrating. So it's like you're kind of like retraining your brain on how to like fight and do all this stuff. And then I just I know it's like one of the games with most of the with a not as much plot as the other ones. But I just I got tired and gave up. <laughs> and it's confusing because, oh, that's the other thing. So the whole thing is like they're they dropped into each other's dreams or whatever. And they're in the worlds and they're doing their training. I'm not going to explain the process because it doesn't make sense. It's convoluted. But it's like, you play Riku and Sora, but it's kind of like you're on a time limit. One of them will go to sleep, and you play the other one, and then you could be in the middle of a boss battle, and Sora goes to sleep, and then it's like, dream drop, to, dream drop, and then you dream drop into Riku, Riku, and you're playing with him in whatever situation you left him in. So it's like, you're flipping back and forth between the characters in different worlds, and like, you, I just want to finish the damn level with Sora. That actually sounds I really finish. annoying. Yes, because you like, oh, shoot, I got to get some more of these energy balls or whatever, so I don't have to go back and go to sleep. And, yeah. It, like, it like Lord of the Rings 3 cutscenes you, just, like, throws you all over the place? Yes, that's pretty much it, because I could be, like, I'm literally on the level still where it's, like, Riku is at the Notre Dame world with the Hunchback of Notre Dame, and Sora is in Pinocchio's world. And I keep bouncing back and forth. And when I bounce back and forth, I'm like, I don't remember what I was doing with either of these characters. I forgot what my objective was. Oh, gosh. So, yes. (laughs) And I just haven't had the time to finish it. So. Well. Yeah. It's creative. (laughs) I'm sure it was super creative when it came out. And it was fun on a handheld. But I don't think it just translates well 
or easily over to the PlayStation. Yeah, which that, is the PlayStation one. Kind of like what I was saying, like, basically between all the different systems of, like, trying to translate these games over. Well, yeah, when it's a collect, but in this one's a part of the collection. Like I bought one, I bought the one point five plus two point five um, collection for PS4, or I guess the two point eight, whatever it's called. All, <laughs> it's all over the place. Uh, okay, so the yeah. next game was not what Nisha mentioned. It is Kingdom Hearts X, but the X yeah. is very specifically like lower than the other. It's like a spe- special character X. Um, I don't know if it's another It's the opposite word. of an exponent. It's at the bottom. Matt? <laughs> what's it called? Huh? I feel like you, what what's like the number that's at the the bottom versus the top? Like not an exponent but like the other thing. You should know this. I don't know if there is anything in math where you draw a number below something. I don't know. I assume there was. Adrian, Google. Unchained X. Anyway, Mm. Kingdom Hearts X. I mean, I guess a sub, I mean, guess like a subscript? Yeah, subscript. That's it. Um, Okay. So it's X I was like, it's usually not like drawn like that though. Yeah. So it's Kingdom Hearts subscript X, previously known as Kingdom Hearts for PC browsers. It is a browser game for PCs and is only playable in, and has only playable in Japan since 2013. It features cartoon-like 2D models and is a prequel to the series, taking place before the Keyblade War. There are two prequels. It's weird. Um, then you have Kingdom Hearts Unchained X, an international port of Kingdom Hearts X that was released for and that was released for Android and iOS devices, featuring content from the original game's release while later diverging from it and providing all new content. And this was released in Japan in 2015 and the U.S. and uh, North America, North America and Europe in 2016. Then you have Kingdom Hearts Vcast Verizon Wireless's broadband service for Verizon Wireless's broadband service called Vcast. And and this was released in 2004 for Japan and 2005 in North America. It was one of the launch games for the VCast services. I don't even remember what VCast was. Um, and I the remember gameplay... this and did not go well, if I remember huh? correctly. I remember this briefly, and I'm pretty sure it did not go well at all. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's no longer around. Um, <laughs> the gameplay was akin to the first Kingdom Hearts game, and it modified for the input method of mobile phones. The game's storyline featured Sora struggling to free himself from a nightmare induced by Maleficent's magic. And, so, oh, go ahead. I, I, think, I don't know if we should Google to make sure, but if I'm correct, I believe this was a service when we started getting like the stuff that in, one of the beginners that started the eventual to net neutrality, because I believe this service, they wanted people to do this service. And so they started, started like blocking off other companies from streaming and doing things if i remember correctly i could be completely wrong on this but i have no idea like today was like look that up yeah i think that's what adrian's doing yeah (laughs) and the last game before kingdom hearts 3 is kingdom hearts mobile this is a kingdom hearts themed social game in which players can play mini games together. It doesn't Gross. have a storyline and it's just for socializing. <laughs> the Gross. surface operates in conjunction with Kingdom Hearts Coded. There are new avatar costumes that become available after the player compete, completes an episode of Kingdom Hearts Coded. 
in the Kingdom Hearts mobile game and Kingdom Hearts related media such as wallpapers, ringtones, graphics, and other items get purchased and downloaded through the service for mobile phones. And this is also why people can take mobile games seriously. Kingdom Hearts, but microtransactions. Um, Ah. (laughs) And we're caught up. And that's everything that got us to Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, (laughs) So, but why though time? It's taken us a while to get here, but here we are. Um, It's actually larger than a video game series. Like most video game series, there are a whole bunch of other stuff going around it, and in this case, more so. Both Square Enix and Disney have released a a wide variety of Kingdom Hearts merchandise in toys, figures, clothing, and jewelry. But on top of that, two of the games, Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2, also had large soundtrack releases that coincided with the games. These were followed by a 9-CD complete set that featured both soundtracks and unreleased tracks. Um, they were pretty good, or at least I believe the first two. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good. Um, good. Kingdom Hearts has also been adapted to a trading card game in Japan, um, and then it was uh, later released in an English version as well. And this is probably the biggest piece. There are a whole bunch of manga and novels that go along with the game um as well as just um ultimania books which in japan are essentially um guidebooks um so these books included walkthroughs interviews and extra information from the developers kingdom hearts another report was released along with kingdom hearts 2 final mix plus and features game information visuals by shiro mano and a director interview and in north america you ended up having um some pretty giant strategy guides like for kingdom hearts 2 they released two different versions a standard version and a limited edition version and the limited edition version was available in four different covers and included a copy of jimmy's journal along with 400 stickers i don't i didn't look up what jimmy's journal was because all i know is that is one of the most disappointing things about video game companies is that nobody does the strategy guides hardly if ever anymore because youtube matt I don't want to go to YouTube. YouTube sucks. <laughs> I want a giant book to when I'm doing something, I can have the page open. I can look at it while I'm looking at the screen instead of, hold on, game. I got to pause. I got to watch this stupid video and then rewind the video four times. I can just stare and be like, this is the information I have. Actually, this will probably be, I, I might have to agree with Matt because I remember when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out and I bought that book like this, like that explained all the stuff about it. Like it would, I think it's the same thing Matt's describing, and that yeah. was my one of my favorite things about that book. I would just read it, yeah. not but not even playing the game, and just enjoy all the different things about the game. I agree with Matt there. Some of the Final Fantasy books that were used to be old in the strategy games mm-hmm. were amazing, and some of these books were just like I think the last. So they did put out a strategy guide for Tomb Raider, but it was more so like mostly the art of Tomb Raider with a little bit of strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, these were like big like i remember them i had to stock them when i worked at gamestop i mean they got pretty (laughs) expensive towards the end but like i didn't care like for the for the amount of games that were big like i'm not even gonna lie like a lot of this like even when we went bethesda quit doing them for like a lot of the games too it sucked it's just companies quit doing it i don't know it's tragic people don't like print is dead yeah (laughs) unfortunately 
so beyond the Ultimania and strategy guys or and or strategy guys a manga or manga based on the kingdom hearts storyline has also been released in japan and the united states and the story and art were done by shiro amano who is also known for his manga adaptation of the legend of mana video game the story follows the events that took place in the video games with differences to account for the loss of interactivity a video game provides the manga was originally serialized in Japan by Square Enix's monthly shonen Gag- uh, Gangan and eventually released by uh, in uh, Tankoban format. So uh, with the first Tankoban uh, released in Japan in 2003 and then the manga was later released by Tokyo Pop in the US. And a Tankoban, um, Nisha, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure that it's like it's kind of like getting a trade volume of a comic book. Um like everything I in one. I know either. Okay. <laughs> I I'm, I'm pretty sure either. I'm pretty sure a trade volume is like the equivalent. Mm. Don't you like that Nisha when she just passes something to you and you have no idea what she's talking about? <laughs> well, she reads manga. Oh, you think Yes, it's a trade volume. So essentially trade okay. volumes um in comic books, trade volumes contain an entire story arc for the comic. It's like issues 1 through 7, issues 1 through 12, depending mm-hmm. on how long the story arc is. And then a Tankoban is a complete book um, outside of just individual pieces within, like, shonen magazines. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <Right>. Um, <laughs> uh, after that, Yen Press uh, holds the rights to publish all books in the USA market. Um, and the first series, Kingdom Hearts, consists of four volumes, while the second series, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, has two. The third series, Kingdom Hearts 2, has five. And um, it's on hiatus now, with the fourth series based on Kingdom Hearts 358 by two days being serialized. Um, and then they've also adapted them into light novels, written by Tomoko Kanemaki and illustrated by Shira uh, Mano. All of it is to say, um, when you look at numbers, Almost all of these manga volumes stayed in the bestsellers list for more than two weeks. Um, so even outside of its video games, it has a large fan base in the other pieces. Yeah, I've been trying to find something that gives us like numbers on like how much it's worth like as a franchise, and it's super hard to find it. But I think it's just because there's so much of it. Like video game stuff, you know, twenty five million units or whatever, like over its like lifetime. But all this other stuff is so, so like the merchandising stuff is so hard to find. I don't know why. I it's know... probably because it's spread between multiple companies. Oh, true. That makes sense. I think video game stuff in general, outside of like a few things, is still hard to track. That's yeah, fair. It's just, it's just hard to track like the merch. Because like when we do episodes like, you know, some of our TV show episodes, we're able to find like, oh, they have this much revenue in merchandising. But I hate that it's so hard to find in video games. Because I mean, like yeah. movies, it's easy. They cover it. You do a box office. TV, you just kind of, they play the show. They run what they do. Oh, stuff. Video no, games. I, I'm talking about like the merchandising, like sales, like how like SpongeBob is one of the most profitable franchises ever because of its merchandising sales. No, but like no. Kingdom Hearts three has to be up there because if you go to any convention, you walk down the street, you're probably going to see somebody and somebody in Kingdom Hearts. It's been like mm-hmm. that since like elementary school. Like, yeah, but I can't find any numbers on. There were crapped on a DeekyCon. Yeah. Plus, there's also the clothes. Mm-hmm. You think about that, like the accessories, the toys, yeah. like outside, like not just like you know the book, the print, and the video games. Like there's all, it's all over. How much uh, Kingdom Hearts stuff do you have, Nisha? 
Oh, I'm cheap. I have the games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the games, the ones that I didn't lose when I moved. Um, I trade. So here's the thing: how I was able to keep getting the games. I traded in the games that I played, except for like one and two, because I lost one and two when I moved. Oh. Um, sadly, but that's why I went ahead and I bought the collections. But like I would just beat the game, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm done now. And I'd take the, the little Game Boy or the PlayStation Two. I'm like. Time to trade these in so I can go get my next fix. Um, but I have like a nice little pin where it's like it's re- it's Sora and Mickey um, that came with the collection. I used to have a little tiny Keyblade keychain. Aww. Um, yeah, some things got lost when I moved last move, so I'm sad about that. But I'm an adult now; I can buy things. <laughs> but yeah, it's not. I, I don't have it covered in here. I don't have a giant Keyblade. I wish, but I don't. <laughs> Um, okay, so beyond all of that and the next but why though is the greatest crossover ever, mostly just one of the greatest crossovers in video games. Um, so in addition to original locations, Kingdom Hearts series features many worlds from Disney films, so like there are a lot of levels that are straight up you're in Neverland or you're in Pinocchio's world. Um, and in, in addition to the existing Kingdom Hearts like original IP worlds, um essentially over this time there sora ends up visiting the worlds to interact with various disney characters and protect them from enemies and often his actions in these worlds closely follow the storyland the storylines respective to the disney films and this is because the main characters in general try not to interfere with interfere with the affairs of other worlds as it can negatively affect the universe's order. This is kind of how you make sense of having things exist all together when you have a game geared towards all ages. And kids are like, why did I do this in here? But this thing happened. Um, On top of that, you also have Moogles, which are probably my favorite thing, my second favorite thing, (laughs) from the Final Fantasy franchise. And these are small creatures from Final Fantasy um, and they're a common element in the game, um, but they also provide the player with a synthesis shop in order to create and purchase items used in the game. Moogles are so adorable. So what's your, what's your first favorite thing then? Chocobos. Baby so chocobos. Okay. <laughs> Baby chocobos are my favorite. And then Moogles. Did you have to ask, Matt? I was just wondering because I know chocobos, the ones that you think of the baby, the fat ones. Yes, the baby chocobos. The big fat ones with the big butts that you ride around. <laughs> Look them up. They're cute. I know uh, what they are. They're chocobo hatchlings. They're adorable. Um, <laughs> anyway, beyond that, the main cast from uh, The World Ends With You. Um, which I mentioned at the top of the show, makes appearance in the series in Dream Drop Distance. And they will also be featured in Kingdom Hearts 3, um, which will feature characters from Pixar films such as Toy Stories and Monsters, Inc. as well. Um, Ultimately, even though Disney gave Nomura freedom in the characters and worlds used for the games, he and his staff tried to stay within the established roles of the characters and boundaries of the world. Nomura stated that though many of the Disney characters are not normally dark and serious, there were not many challenges making them so for the story. And despite this, their personalities shine because they maintain their own characteristics. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that because if you watch a lot of Disney movies, they're pretty dark. Yeah. Um, you're you're going to tell me that in a new game, like they didn't think that Donald Duck would be pulling gats on people? 
<laughs> He's tired of this damn He's, game, too. He's tired of it. He's like, stop making one. Just go one, two, three. Stop, stop giving me remixes. Um, I, I'm about it. Someone's got to be tired of this mess. It's my Patronus. Getting, getting real serious. <laughs> Um, so when deciding which worlds that they would include in the game, the development staff tried to take into account worlds with Disney characters that would be interesting and made an effort to minimize any overlap in the overall look and feel of each world. So essentially, as you progress through the levels in Kingdom Hearts, they don't really bleed into each other at all, um, unless they are already established in Disney continuity as being connected. That's pretty much how it works. Um, Disney, it's kind of Disney in its own little things a lot of the time um, with like its own little areas that you go through um, like you're going through Disney theme parks which is the whole reason Kingdom is in the name of this game um, <laughs> from the Final Fantasy perspective the inclusion of specific Final Fantasy characters were based on the opinions of both fans and staff another criterion for inclusion was whether the staff felt the characters would fit into the storyline and in the Kingdom Hearts universe as a whole Initially, Nomura was hesitant to use characters that he didn't design because he was unfamiliar with their backstory for those characters. For Kingdom Hearts 2, he changed his mind after receiving pressure from his staff to include more Final Fantasy stuff. Um, and ultimately, a lot of the heavy, like, the heavy use of Disney has, at least from my time on the internet, but I guess I'll find negatives if I just spend enough time on the internet for everything, um, has had some people say that this is too childish. Um, or the series itself is too childish, but then I... Screw them. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you've listened to this 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 podcast enough, you know that we watch a lot of kids' cartoons. So I don't mm-hmm. think we're the right audience to make that critique. Come on, man. I hope Olaf pulls a gat. <laughs> <laughs> Give Olaf a gun. Oh, God. I mean, what do they want? I hate do that they stupid people... snowman. <laughs> We all do. But, like, what do they want? Do they want, like, to see blood instead of, like, the st- the stars and sparkles when they hit people with the keyblade? I'm, like... So, I think the problem was <laughs> the actual inclusion of Final Fantasy. I think because of Final mm. Fantasy being in there, I think people expect it to have, like, a like a more, like, a higher age level than all the Disney stuff included, if that makes sense. I feel sense. like it adds it. I feel like it adds to it. Like, it makes me like, oh, this is cool. Like, having the Final Fantasy yeah. element in there. Like, it, like, it, it upgrades it. Yeah. Like, it always, I don't think it, like, downgrades it or anything. Well, well, it gives you the story, right? Like, Final Fantasy is all about kind of, like, the story, even as convoluted as it is. Like, that's where you get, as childish, as, as much as, like, you're going to see Donald Duck and, like, all these things, you're still going to have that Final Fantasy feeling yeah. of the story. So we just mm-hmm. overlook that you're shooting people with a gun with Donald Duck and embrace the story. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure three would be good. I'm interested to see like their implementations of like Toy Story and like Monsters Inc. and even like the Frozen universe. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Especially because it's been so long since they've like released a big. Oh, title and like Pirates this. of the Caribbean. Oh, the yeah. good part or the bad part? The good part. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just like just, <laughs> just to see like how they integrate all that stuff, just to kind of like basically get everyone caught up. Because I haven't played this game since what, like 2004, 2005. Something like that. Jesus. So yeah, like, there's a yeah. there's a lot of stuff that Disney's taken over that I would love to see in this game, I, and I would imagine that like little kids playing this game um, aren't really going to have a strong connection to you know Goofy as they would someone like Olaf. Oh, oh gosh, so you're right. Snowman. But <laughs> I'm that poor child. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna stop the game, and then for 22 minutes, you're gonna watch us sing and snow. That's not Olaf's fault. 
That's oh, Disney's I fault. To, I don't want that. I'm, I'm going to go on the record and say I didn't. I didn't want Frozen in this damn game. When they announced that they were delaying the game to add more worlds, I'm like, we are delaying this game for Frozen. I'm going to be pissed, but I'm still going to play it. I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm. I'm not. I'm not crazy now. I'm not going to boycott a game I've been waiting 12 years for. Um, I was just. I was holding out when they said Pixar worlds. I was like, oh, does that mean we could get like Coco? But wait. Is Pixar Coco or is it no? Pixar's way. Coco. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm kind of want to know. If we're adding like they said, Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. properties. So are we getting like Star Wars in here? That was gonna are be we, my. Are next we getting question. Marvel in so, here? Well, no. So that that's actually been something that a lot of people have been asking around Kingdom Hearts three. Because I don't mind like the addition of Pixar stuff since it is still all like animation type. But if we're starting to go just Pirates of the Caribbean, when do we just get like I said, Marvel? Star Wars, well, uh, so whatever the only all the other thing seven hundred things they bought. Say, well, see, the only thing that I would say there is Disney Pixar and Disney's relationship with Pixar has existed for a while. And yes, it's animation, but mm-hmm. it's the same way that, like, essentially, Pirates of the Caribbean is a movie franchise based off of a damn theme park ride, versus yeah. these were IPs that were then acquired by Disney. Um, or at least that's been the argument that I see for not including things like Star Wars or Marvel because they aren't original IPs to Disney. Yeah, and Toy Story and Monsters Inc. makes sense because like they have like their own little worlds that would be right. a blast to like design oh, yeah. um, and implement for sure. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is, is for all the people who waited 12 years, um, it is coming to all platforms. So, yay. Um, Finally. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I don't think it's too childish. That was just the question I had. That's what people. Yeah, said. I mean, I don't think it's too childish either. I mean, it, it just feels like you just taking an idea that you didn't think would work, kind of like how we talked about in the Smash Brothers episode. Like they didn't know if this thing would work, and then it worked, and then they just rode rode the wave well, for all this be, time. To be counter of that, we asked the same way of like, is Smash below like a Street Fighter though? Yeah. I just think they're different. Like a party sense. game versus an actual fighter game. You talking about like, like, and like the seriousness of like an RPG versus something else yeah. like a. So know, you like say Scrolls? that, but I have played some absurd RPGs. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying it's too. You were talking about the reference because we had a Final Fantasy. Is it too childish? And all I was saying was we had the same kind of discussion on Smash Brothers of whether like the seriousness of like do we consider Smash an actual fighter or do we consider it a party game versus three yeah. fighter game, which is like we need a jo- you need a fighter pad to be you know. Yeah, I mean, I think overall, like in my opinion, like what it comes down to is subgenre of games. Like all of these things are like respective. Right, so like there is a fighting community that builds up around Smash, but it's not the same. It does it, it takes a different set of skills to play Smash than it does to play Street Fighter, um, and I think that it's kind of the same thing here. Like it, it's an RPG because it is an RPG, but it may it's. I have a hard time comparing RPGs in general because a lot of them are so different. Um, yes, especially nowadays. Yeah, so like for me, I don't think I, I don't think calling it childish. Well, I. I just feel like calling it childish is literally just because people still think animation is just for kids. Yeah, I think that's a big part yeah. of it. Because what else gives you a crossover RPG like this? Like, what other game can does this? Yeah, because the only well? other large crossovers that I can think of are all fighters. Yeah. Mm. Well, and there was that thing. Didn't they make an... I, I swear I didn't imagine this. Didn't they make an announcement and say that Square Enix and Marvel yes. were doing a joint project together? Yeah. And that's why people thought that this was... That Marvel was going to, like, 
be in so this. Square yeah. Enix is supposed to be making a Marvel game. Yes. Okay. We haven't heard much about it, but it's supposed to, it's supposed to be in production and everything. Yeah. It's kind of like the new Star like Wars that, game. It's nobody knows yeah. anything. Yeah. Square Enix is that dead be dead that drops off and like tells you, "Hey, we're gonna do this thing," and then walks away for four years. Hey, hey, hey! I got my good Lara, Lara Croft game. <laughs> Heavy Hatchling. I'm just. That's what it's called. Sorry. <laughs> Choco, there's a difference. Oh. You got baby, you got baby chocobo hatchlings. You got heavy hatchlings. Heavy hatchlings <laughs> are the most adorable ones. Sorry, that is a You're throwback fine. to like, wow, <laughs> twenty minutes ago. Twenty minutes ago. I just remembered. Why what they was were this called. episode a shit show? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because this game is a shit show. Because <laughs> this Which, entire I guess, franchise so, is a shit to be, show. So it's to be fair, back on topic of stuff like when I hear the two childish yeah. thing, it's also hard for me of like. They have so many different games at this point with such a convoluted story, with such a convoluted stuff that doesn't make sense. Like, how can you consider what is really childish at this point when we don't even know half the time what's going on? That's fair. True. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think, too, like, I think when you think about Kingdom Hearts, like, it's really easy to think, like, oh, it's, like, this small number of games when it's, like, no, this is actually a large franchise mm-hmm. that includes a deck-building game. Like, Well, that's not fair because... Uh, a lot of companies do that. Well, no, that that's no. I like I I think it's fair to say that because I think Kingdom Hearts as a franchise has multiple games in, within it that definitely target different audiences with either gameplay or subjects. That's what I think overall. Everybody went and made card games. Well, yeah. Well, but I'm, I'm just saying. saying it, I'm just saying in general, like it isn't just one thing. Like it has multiple yeah. types. It has multiple game types. And then I just True. think, like, the overall critique of it being childish just comes back to, like, oh, why are you watching this cartoon? And I agree with you there because, again, it goes back to, like, it's Disney and, like, it has, like, anime elements so people automatically think of it's, like, it's childish. But I'm like, I'll be impressed. Nothing against children, but I'll be impressed if any child could, like, explain Kingdom Hearts to me. Like, I'll be impressed if that kid, like, understood, like, all the crap that is going on story-wise. And... Like, cause it's it's complicated. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Nisha. Like, I it's hard to follow this as an adult. Like, yeah, a kid may just be playing it because of the Disney factor, but that doesn't. Which is fine. Yeah, like it. That's one way to play the game, and the other way is to actually try to play through the story and piece it together. Yeah, I'm also not gonna tell a kid to go. Hey, go back and play Kingdom Hearts two. What are you talking 12 about? Twelve years ago. The next, but why though is music, which you kind of touched on. Um, it is, so the music of Kingdom Hearts, the series was composed by Yoko Shinomura with orca, or, um, orchestral music arranged by Karu Wada. And the original soundtracks of the games have been released on three albums and a fourth compilation al- album. And the soundtracks of the Kingdom Hearts game feature several musical pieces from both Disney films and Final Fantasy games, including pieces like Mickey Mouse's Mickey Mouse Club March. This is Halloween, One Winged Angel. Um, the last one was from uh, Final Fantasy, obviously. Um, they also feature several vocal songs, and the most notable um, being the two main theme songs, which are Hikari and Passion. Hikari is really cool because it's this blend of like uh, of Disney and Final Fantasy. It's really, really good. And then Passion is probably the one that everybody knows when they hear it playing as Kingdom Hearts. Um, the two themes were written and performed by Japanese-American pop star uh, Hikaru Yutada, in addition to Japanese and English versions 
both songs are produced titled Simple and Clean and Sanctuary, respectively. So this is another thing that I miss a lot is games releasing soundtracks. Yeah. Because they don't do that as much. Mm. No, back to the whole, just go look it up on YouTube. I don't want to look it up on YouTube. But I think the fun thing... <laughs> I want to put it on my Zoom, damn it. Back in my day. But anyways, uh, what I do miss, and I don't know if how much of these these games still might be past their time of this, but some of the older games, I want to say, I'm not for sure if the PlayStation, PlayStation 2, even some of the Dreamcast stuff, you could put the way the games were made, you could put them in a CD player and it would play the soundtrack. Yeah. And PlayStation 2 did that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure PlayStation 2 did. I'm not, and I'm pretty sure, I think, orig- some of the original, original Xbox games but I don't know about more, but I know, obviously, we're kind of branching in from, Digital like, the copies, PS2. man. Yeah, well... Yeah. <laughs> I still take a digital copy over CD. <laughs> One of the main reasons I never went PlayStation 1, every time we rented a game, the game was scratched and never worked. <laughs> anyway, although the majority of the music has been released only in Japan, the first soundtrack was released worldwide and tracks of from Kingdom Hearts series have been featured in video games live at multiple venues. Um, video Games Live is the orchestra series where they go and play your video game music live. It's <laughs> so cool to hear the orchestra <laughs> play the themes from Kingdom Hearts. I've seen Video Games Live, and when the theme came, people lost their mind when it came on. <laughs> it's good. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, and so the music has overall been well-received, and several tracks have received particular praise. The main two themes were well-received in both video game and music critics and did well on Japan's Oricon Weekly Singles Charts. And then um, I'll include the YouTube link in the show notes. Um, Go buy the soundtracks. Huh? Go buy the soundtracks. Uh Uh-huh. I'll include the YouTube link in the episode for Simple and Clean. Um, The best one. Yep. Um, anyway, um, the one of the other but why those is themes. Um, they don't have a lot of heavy, heavy themes, but what they do, um, what they do have is this exploration into good and evil and light and darkness within people. There are many, I mean, according to people, there are many major themes in the game, but I, this is the one that really stands out the most because it's something that has gone through everything else. The theme is common throughout a lot of the books and video games and any of the shorts that come out. Um, they refer to good as light and evil as dark in the heart and the game and in the game you struggle and triumph over finding the light or darkness in your heart and deciding what part of you you want to harness and it provides a quality theme throughout the series you can choose to harness light and stay on that side or you can choose to harness your darkness and it's kind of really cool concept um ultimately a lot of people love this game um everybody loves this game that's another but why though kingdom heart series has been critically and commercially successful um as of march 2014 the series had sold over 20 million copies worldwide the three main games in the series all met with positive sales at the time of their releases the first two months since the north american release of kingdom hearts it was on the top three highest selling video games Chain of Memory sold uh, over 100,000 units in 48 hours in Japan, which was a record for Game Boy Advance titles at the time. Um, in the first month of its North America release, it was ranked first on GameSpot's chart stop for portable systems and sixth for all consoles in general. 
Within three days of the Kingdom Hearts 2 release of Japan, it had shipped over a million copies, selling through, um, selling through within a month. By the end of March 2006, the MPD group reported that Kingdom Hearts 2 was the highest selling console game in North America with over 600,000 copies. In one month after its release in North America, Kingdom Hearts 2 sold an estimated 1 million copies. As of June of 2008, Kingdom Hearts series had shipped more than 25 million copies worldwide. Um, so the games have also received high ratings and positive comments from reviewers. All of the main games in the series have scored a 36 out of 40 or higher from the Japanese gaming magazine Famitsu, known for its harsh grading, so this is a really big accomplishment. All six games have been praised for their visuals. Game Informer considers the series the 11th must-play uh, PlayStation 2 series ever. The individual games have also won a whole bunch of awards. Granted, these are video game awards, so take them what you will. Um, IGM named Kingdom Hearts um, best art style and direction in their 2003 list of best looking games on PS2. G4, when that was still around. Award. I was like, we're going to G4 no. award? Like, wow. Well, no, oh. we are. <laughs> because now, I'm, now I'm sad. Yeah. But no, um, so G4 in 2003, when this game came out, it was awarded Best Story. Um, and Electronic Gaming Monthly awarded it um, Best Kingdom Hearts 2 Best Sequel in 2006 when that game came out. And it ended up tying with Resident Evil 4 for um, as Famitsu's Game of the Year in 2005. Um, and when you came out in And when you look at Metacritic... Um, so Kingdom Hearts has an 85, Chain of Memories has a 76, Kingdom Hearts 2 has an 87, Re-Chain of Memories has a 68, 358 by 2 Days has 75, Birth by Sleep has an 82, Recoded has a 66, Dream Drop Distance has a 75, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 Remix has a 77, Kingdom <laughs> Hearts HD 2.5 Remix has an 81, Kingdom Hearts Unchained X has a 70, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue has a 78, and Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix so has I'm an 84. Kinda, I'm kinda, I don't know if anybody else is a little let down by these scores. That they're only in the 80s? I mean, only in the 80s? I mean, there's only like, was it three of them that are in the 80s? Four? Mm. There's five. Five out of the 11, if we want to count really There's some of these. There's five out of the 11, and if you actually look at the titles, the main games in the series No, Kingdom Hearts highest. 1 and 2 are definitely highly rated, which I'll give you yeah. that. But then there's a bunch of these that are like... These but if you look, look like... at the lower ones, so Rechain and Recoded, those are re-releases of the same game. So you don't actually have Kingdom Hearts coded on here, and you don't have Kingdom Hearts Chain... Oh, Chain of Memories, the first one that came out was 76. And then on the the re-release of it, it was a 68. So that speaks mm. more to that copy of the game than the actual game, if that makes sense. It's hard. It's the same thing that happened when rating Resident Evil games. Um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, even the original one still only is 76. Yes. Mm. I mean, I think they're a fair... No, I mean, that's though, fine. Like, I was just like, I was like the way we said stuff. Obviously, the one, two definitely stand out that everybody uh, pretty mm -hmm. much knows, which why they're acclaimed and what we talked about. But it's like for 11 games, there's quite a lot of low scores, which we've talked about with a lot of franchises that have done that. 
including well, I mean, Resident Evil. True. Yeah. I mean, and I think, too, it also points out, like, um, these are based on Metacritic, which I don't know if Metacritic is international. Mm. Um, yeah, because, because a, a million copies in three days means that people in Japan loved Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. And I'm sure that, I'm pretty sure they'd rate it higher than an 87 if they could. Yeah, and there's also mm. a lot of distance between the time that the U.S. gets these games and the time that Japan gets them as well. Um, yeah, but wouldn't that make them higher? Hmm? Wouldn't that make them higher? What do you mean? The scores. I don't think so. You'd have more time to fix anything, and you'd make in there getting a game with more content. No, the main so they'll get a game with more content, but a lot of at least from like my understanding of a lot of the like Japanese to English ports, it's a lot of redubbing and animation fixes that they do. Okay. Yeah, those are the scores. Um, also, another but why those at the door is always going to be open for more Kingdom Hearts. This is by design because <laughs> Namora is notorious for often leaving certain events and connections between characters unexplained until the release of future games. Um, Nomura does this because he feels like games should have room for fans to speculate and use their imagination, and he has stated that with speculation, even though a game gets old, people can still be happy with it, but I also think it's because this man wants to keep making Kingdom Hearts, and with that door being open, you're gonna keep making games. He wants to torture us and be rude. <laughs> I'm just so. I'm. I don't feel I bad. Don't you just feel. literally said you're ready to line up and buy it anytime. I am. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I'm, I can't do this another twelve years, Matt. I can't do this. Don't worry. They'll give Watching... you like three point one remix, three point eight remix. No, no. I just. I, I almost want three to be it. I want that to be it. <laughs> I, I really want it to be it, and it probably won't. Oh, God. But if it comes on a Switch, I will buy it. <laughs> is, it is Kingdom Hearts 3 being released on the Switch? Um, no. no. I wish. Xbox and PlayStation. I was like, I don't even think it's going to be on the Switch. Yeah, take your handheld over there nah. and go play something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find you, the, I'll find you the, the Switch port in Japan when I go over there this summer. Misha, just for you. I'll find it. Sounds That would be amazing. Thank you, Adrian. <laughs> They probably had in the vending machine. Probably. Um, yeah. Um, so going on to Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, Kingdom In the first game, Nomura ended up placing a secret trailer in Kingdom Hearts in the hopes that fans would want a sequel. And he was unsure if fans would want it at all. Um, and so he left a whole bunch of levels unexplained. And then essentially as it goes through this convoluted story, over 11 over the 11 games um essentially uh rumors for a sequel on the playstation 2 were spurred in japan when a japanese game site quitter stated that an internal and anonymous source at square japan confirmed the development of kingdom hearts 2 had begun and that's kind of like the exact same stuff that happened with kingdom hearts 3 like kingdom hearts 3 has been talked about for the entire 12 years that people have been waiting for it there have been unconfirmed rumors and different story plots and changing of people working on it um, and Nomura being wishy-washy when people talk to him about it. Well, to be fair, though, like five years ago, they got like a confirmation that this game was supposed to be out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this was, much as there was rumors, there was like over five years ago that it was like, oh, we're definitely making this. And, and that's yeah. still seven years after the last one came out five years ago. 
And don't forget, in 2016, they were telling people to pre-order Yes. It, yes. And that it was going to be released on December 29th, yes. 2016. And I was one of those idiots that thought it was actually going to happen. Yeah, I was like, to... Um, I don't... <laughs> Sorry, I no longer trust anyone. <laughs> yeah, I was like, as much as we can say, oh, the rumors, people talking about it, the company mm. did no favors. Best we yeah, know. no, they definitely didn't. But, you know, um, I did want to take this time, Nisha, since you are the most skilled Kingdom Hearts person out of us all, <laughs> um, to talk about, like, what we know going into it and just kind of, like, what you're expecting from Kingdom Hearts 3. I know we've talked a little bit about it, but... So, I don't... Honestly, what I'm expecting is just, like, we'll get some, and I say some lightly, because, like, you just said, like, he, Namora, likes to keep things open, so I don't think we're, this isn't going to be the final chapter. I want it to be the final chapter, but it's not going to be the final chapter, is it? Um, I think we're really going to see more backstory between, like, Xehanort, because I, if anyone's like me and like went and watched videos on like the plot because how Kate you did an awesome job of like explaining everything from like the game's history and stuff but then I think like in Kingdom Hearts 3 we're going to see more elements from all the games like all this story that and all this build up that's happened in the games finally come to fruition with like me I'm hoping they just like explain everything in the game to people who haven't played the side games like aside from like the main one so like there's a y'all don't care about spoilers no. here, right let okay, lose. so like, there's a whole thing it's where been like Xehanort. Yeah, there's been twelve years. I didn't even play these games. And I had to go and like research it and like go and look Wikipedia. But like, there's a whole thing where like Xehanort traveled back in time, and then like that's that's like an element that's kind of shown in the trailer of Kingdom Hearts three. So I'm kind of hoping like that story is kind of like resolved here. And then there's the Keyblade War, and then there's also so in the two point eight final chapter prologue, you learn about the Great Keyblade War. And then they also explain the 13-something of darkness and then the seven lights. Like, you know, the seven hearts of light or whatever are the princesses and all this other stuff. Um, I think one thing that I, w I am expecting is, and I say this because after playing Dream Drop Distance for a little bit, I'm expecting that we'll be able to play Kyrie um, yeah. the, and the female character. And I mean... Besides Aqua, who's from, like, Birth by Sleep, I think it would be awesome if we were able to play, like, other characters besides Sora, but I'm not 100%, like, positive of, on that. Um, I, at the end of the day, it's going to be a lot of what we've seen before in the Kingdom Hearts franchise, you know, like, we're going to get to go to other worlds, we're going to get to play with, like, Mike and Sully from Monsters, Inc., and Buzz and Woody and all this other stuff, but I don't... It's weird to say, like, after 12 years, I don't know what to expect anymore besides that. So I got a question. Mm -hmm. So we have 12 years, all the hype, four different releases. Do you think it hits expectations and hype, or could this be another Mass Effect Andromeda? Oh. I want to hope that it meets. I'm going to say it will meet the hype. I mean, after, like... People for years were like throwing out like, what if it was this world and what if it was that world? And I think the reason why they started giving us all these trailers and spotlighting every, all these worlds is so they can understand is like, we're not doing a Marvel world. We are not do like this is what you're going. This is what you're getting. They're literally have like for the last year with all these commercials and spots, they've been advertising what the game is gonna be like. There's really 
no surprise worlds left. Now, if the, I would be surprised if there's a world in there that we haven't seen in these commercials, but as far as we know, they've been pretty upfront with everything. So despite, I mean, I guess obviously you said they've been upfront, but you think even with the 12 years of people making their own stuff in their head, that that could be a letdown yeah. if that's not what they wanted after waiting 12 years? I mean, that's very possible. I mean, like, I'm one of the, I'm kind of a person that I'm at the point where I'm just happy it's getting released finally, and I just want to continue the story because it's been 12 years. But at the same time, it's people are bound to have their expectations, like, really, really high, like, sky high, and they, they might not be met. Yeah. But... And I mean, it's hard to say that because it's been twelve. It's been over ten years of waiting for. <laughs> yeah, a that's what I'm saying. That you that keep be talking because question. you keep mentioning twelve years. That's why I asked the question. People that keep yeah. saying twelve years, twelve years, twelve years, and they're like, I waited twelve years, and this is what I got. Yeah, because like, even like <laughs> even the wait between um, Andromeda and ME three like wasn't as long as what this late wait has been. So I, 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 that is one of the things that I am curious about. That like the hype has been built up so much that it's like, mm-hmm. will anything live up to it? Um, but then I also totally see your perspective because it's like, I just want this damn game so I can stop waiting for it. Yeah, I think that's kind of like part of it. And then the other thing is just that. <sighs> Sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. Um, I think that's why they've they've been marketing it the way they have been like letting people play game like i don't know like how two was marketed or i can't remember really remember how two was like shown in commercials and stuff but like people have been able to play played a bunch at conventions and stuff which i think is standard but then like i feel like they've been showing us a lot of gameplay like a lot of the worlds yeah. that i don't remember have that happening before so i think they're trying to set up our expectations so they're trying to like preemptively tell us this is what you're getting please don't hope for anything more than this. <laughs> and then they're like stepping back and being like, okay, yeah. we gave you your game. That's it. So I think that's why they're like showing so much, like subconsciously telling us like, we've shown you what you're getting. So that's fair. Be, be happy with it. So I guess my next question is, do we want to play the game? The fun game? What game? Matt? No, Matt, I'm not going to play the game. Not the, the fun game. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nisha. No, the fun game of basically, what has happened in your life since the last Kingdom Hearts? Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, God. let's do that. <laughs> so that would be from what, Kingdom Hearts, I guess, 2? Would we go from? Yeah, correct? from Kingdom Hearts 2. Which would be which no. year again? <laughs> 2006? No, 2006. I thought it was before that. It's 2006 in the U.S., 2005 in Japan. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 13 years! Oh, man. So a full child, a child has oh. reached teenagehood. <laughs> Did you know there's that thing that the reason they waited, like they moved it from 2018 to 2019 is because then the 13 something of darkness. I can't remember all the stuff. Oh, but gosh. Organization 13. Yeah. And like, to be fair, like I'm done with all of my notes at this point. But on top of that, there was so many fan. There are fan fictions and fan films and fan oh, conspiracies. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm also like, like wondering if the expectations so much aren't built met. around this. Oh, yeah, no. The expectations are high for this. I don't think... Will it make or break this franchise? Hell no. It's not going to I think people will be it. mad while still playing the game if they don't like it. Yeah. Um, my... So, I think it, it, it can go one of two ways, both of which I think are better for the game than what happened with Mass Effect Andromeda, because, unfortunately, Mass mm-hmm. Effect Andromeda, people just forget about it. 
Like it was, it wasn't absolutely terrible and it wasn't absolutely great. And as like Mass Effect is my favorite series on that gen of console on, on the 360. I don't, I barely remember Mass Effect Andromeda. So either having some sort of splash, whether it be positive or negative is better than just like, meh. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're we're I with the exception of Mass Effect Andromeda, and I wouldn't even really count um, Fallout seventy six, but like Fallout. last year we had God of War three, and we had Red Dead Redemption two, which we waited over decades for, and they were pretty good. So Kingdom Hearts, I think, has I'd be surprised if it was bad. How how given, long was G- given how the games God of Wars? Hit. I'm sorry. Hmm? How long was God of Wars? God of War 2 was 2007. Well, no, God of War 3 came out. It was the reboot of the series. This was God of War 4, I thought. Yeah, this was 4. Yeah, oh. I said, when was 3? God of War 3, yeah, God of War 1, 2, and 3 came out relatively close Oh, sorry, close to yeah, each other. it was 2010. Yeah. So it was like okay. almost almost a decade. And then uh, Red Dead Redemption was like 2010 as well. So like we waited almost decades for those games, and they came out pretty good like in the running for Game of the Year alongside each other. So I think... Kingdom Hearts 3, barring some crazy catastrophe, has to be good. Unless, like, they just screwed the pooch, which I don't think they did. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it for so long that I think it has to be good. That, I and I do think, I, I just also, and this may just be me, like, I put a lot of, we kind of talked about it, I do put a lot of stake in Japanese-made games. Because um, a lot mm-hmm. of the times, they like they like it takes longer for them to come out, especially JRPGs. But they do come out better, and they usually have, like, they're usually really fine-tuned most of the time, with some glaring exceptions. Um, But I think the fact that they've delayed it as many times as it can, it'll either be perfect, or it'll have no excuse not to be, essentially. So to clarify why I asked about the God of War thing was because they had God of War Ascension, which was in 2013, and they actually remastered God of War 3 in 2015. And that's what I remember because that's why I was like, "Wait a minute!" I thought there was something that came yeah. back soon, but yeah. that's why I thought. Uh, that. That's that why I thought sense. that I was like, "Wait a minute!" I thought there was just a God of War a few years ago. Yeah, but they also <laughs> did like so the cool thing with God of War, at least, is a and this doesn't fit here because it's a continuation of the story. But God of War, the new God of War series, is complete like essentially soft reboot in the same way that Lara Croft was. No, I mean that's fine, but I I was just wondering because he said God of War, and I was like, "Damn, I could have sworn there was game before then." And that's why I like. I mean, technically, Kingdom Hearts three isn't the third Kingdom Hearts game; it's the twelfth. Yeah, that's so, oh, no, that's what I mean, right, <laughs> yeah, but they remastered God of War three only like three years ago. Yeah, and so they remastered Kingdom Hearts two. Let me check. My yeah, notes. Did, did, uh, Kingdom Hearts Revolution, uh, Matrix Revolution, uh, Reloaded. Yeah. Decoded. Well, I mean, but I watched exponent, back after ex, a while. Exponent Y. <laughs> Oh, by the way, looking at these God of War scores, these are ones: ninety four, ninety three, ninety one, ninety one, ninety two. Anyway, back on yeah. So back on. Can we get back? Can we get back on yes. Kingdom Hearts now, please? <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, um, what are you most excited for from Kingdom Hearts three? Um, honestly, it is a game that just like brings me so much joy because I love open world games. I like being able to explore and do things. Like, I don't like being stuck on a path or anything. And I like Kingdom Hearts because, like, you literally get to get dropped into a Disney world and explore it with that Disney character. So, at the end of the day, that's all I need from the game. Like, that's what I'm excited for, is, like, to do that all over again with a new or a continued story in, like, new worlds. So, 
That's all they got to do, and then it's perfect for me. <laughs> like, I swear I won't complain. Just don't play with my emotions anymore. <laughs> I will fair. say this with this amount of expectations. I feel like it is one of those where they just knock off one little peg of this, and it could just <laughs> snowball into like, oh, man, this game's only like an 80 like out of 100. And people are like, I hate this thing. I, I'm just I'm trying to think of what they'd have to do to make me hate it, and I don't know. Actually, kill kill a character and make them dead, like and make them stay dead. Yeah, that maybe that'll do it. <laughs> Five minutes it in, they Tatum Tatum character, and Sora is yeah. no longer the main character. Well, that's what they try to hit at the, in the last trailer. Is like, look, Sora succumbed to the darkness. I'm like, he's not going to succumb to the darkness. We know how this goes. But watch, they probably could. <laughs> I don't care at this point. Yes, fanboys. Yes. A lot. Um, yes. Yeah, we got to worry fine. about uploads to the drive because if it's too big, it's not going to go. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Okay, so fan but why those first from our social media manager and assistant editor, uh, Lizzie, at Lizzie Lynn Garcia. Um, Kingdom Hearts was one of the first big series I played as a child. I think I played each one of those games five or six times. It's truly one of my favorite series in the world, and to have it finally coming back is hard to believe. Can't wait for Kingdom Hearts 3. From at Suarez Seawalker. Kingdom Hearts 2 is one of the greatest games I've ever played. With extraordinary extraordinary action, mechanics, a compelling story, and loads of heart. Sorry, not sorry. Great pun, Suara. Um, It and and the rest of the series is an adventure for the ages. Also, I love Disney and Final Fantasy. From at Ursat's Ash, it was the first game my sister was ever interested in playing with me because it had Disney characters and it really helped us become uh, as close as we are today. Um, from at Geektoons, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then at Stefani Hart says, did you all see the Kingdom Hearts themed hotel in Japan? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Love. I felt bad not reading it. It wasn't necessarily <laughs> accurate to the question, but... Hey, man, if there's a hotel of it, you yes. know it's important over there. <laughs> Not that they don't make hotels out of everything over there. Like, but, like you know. Did you get this last one by Bluro Hero? Uh, where? It's in the thread. Oh. Yeah. Um, from at Bluro Hero, I've only played through five of the games, and I didn't even beat them all because I either lost the game or the console. Still a ride-or-die fan, though, and one day I will play and beat them all. <laughs> Seems to be the thing between all the games, yeah. and then like said that whole, this whole like that weird two thousands. There's so many consoles that came in. Went. Yeah. Wait, this hotel's actually dope. Yeah, no, I, right. yeah, I've seen it's the really thing. cool. Yeah. Oh, it looks nice. It's really cool. Um, so from at GG Norez, it's the game that got me into video games. It was the first game I ever genuinely wanted to play. Um, actually, this is continued from at Blero Hero. He says, um, first Kingdom Hearts I ever played was Chain of Memories. Never heard of it beforehand, but I saw a commercial and got it for Christmas. Been hooked ever since. It's silly, dark, fantasy, sci-fi, and it's needlessly complicated, which I also love. Um, and then we have a thread from a person. Um, it is from at GPLow92. You all need to understand that Kingdom Hearts 2 is the original hype train for me. I checked... Uh, insider daily for news saved up my allowance five dollars at a time to put down a pre-order and made my mom drive me to the mall when i had 102 fever so i could pick it up on release day 
I spew a lot of hype and get really excited about things I like, and that might be off-putting to give my excitement less weight, but this is my life as a hype beats nerd come full circle. Somehow my hype for this game has gotten so high that I'm relatively quiet about it. We're two weeks away from the hypest release in my entire life, and for once in my weirdo weeb life, I can't put my feelings into words. Maybe partially because the world is on fire, so it seems inappropriate to go about <laughs> to go on about my anime bullshit, but also the hype is absurdly real. Anyway, I'm not sure why I wrote this thread, but it's not every day that a story you've been following since you were in middle school comes to an end. And fucking Kingdom Hearts 3, of all things, is putting me in an introspective move, which I think is pretty on brand for me. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. Um, and that's it. Those are all of them. So, Nisha, why don't you tell us why Kingdom Hearts matters to you? Yeah, so... Oof, I'm not going to try and make it emotional. I started playing... I picked that game randomly i had twenty dollars and it was twenty dollars in walmart i picked it randomly because oh, i saw oh mickey, Ma- mickey mouse and anime things and i was like what's this about and i picked it up and started playing it but it really helped me get through a difficult part in my life because my grandfather was going through alzheimer's and um it was kind of like i just needed like some form of escapism and it ended up being the perfect form of escapism because it's like it's the game i would play to like help me just like be happy or and have fun. So, yeah. Aw. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess everybody else can go into their final thoughts. I know Nisha has the biggest connection to it, and it's really cool to hear that. And honestly, just listen to everybody talk about it. It sounds like Kingdom Hearts was, like, not only, like, a really good place for them to go to, but it was also, like, their entryway into gaming. Um, so, I guess final words. Adrian? Yeah, I mean, I don't have near the connection that, you know, Nisha, obviously, and then all of our fans are why those. Um, but I am a sucker for crossovers. Like, <laughs> think of the most ridiculous things you can put together Same. and put them together, and I'm there for it. So, um, like I said, I haven't played any Kingdom Hearts just because I haven't had the consoles to play them in all these years. But I'm really excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. I mean, I'll be getting it and playing it, maybe streaming it um, on our Twitch channel. Uh, just because I'm really excited to play it, to see all of the new additions that they have from like the 12 years that they have to add in all the Pixar stuff, all the Pixar worlds we're gonna get to see with all of our favorite characters from um, Kingdom Hearts. So I'm excited about it. I don't have the near the connection, but I am excited to play the game, and I'm glad that there is this game around to make Nisha feel the way she feels. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um. So, well, Matt, you could go. Do you really want me to go with all this riding this high? Well, I, I figured it would be better for me to sandwich Book myself. Book it. Book yeah. it with Kate. I was like, just in case this is going to go south, that I could at least bring us back up. <laughs> so, I obviously don't have a connection that Misha or any of our fans do. I remember the games. I remember them being good. But I still don't get it and think it's still overrated as can be. Like, there's so many other games I thought that were so much better than Kingdom Hearts. But they were good games, and I'm glad we're getting one for tw- after 12 years to make everybody happy. Or supposedly, we'll find out. Oh wow! <laughs> well, no, I hope. So I mean, I hope the game's good. I really do. But it's just hard because I feel like the longer we've gone on, the more that the companies have released stuff. Like I said, you said you pre-ordered the game two years ago. 
Oh, I canceled that. <laughs> well, I mean, you canceled, <laughs> I mean, you canceled it, but what I'm saying is, like, they played this up to where you would have pre-ordered the game two years ago, and it still didn't even exist yet. They lied to me. That's what I'm saying. And so I'm like, they literally said, here, we'll um, take your money. We're not even releasing this for three years. So it was like, like a Kickstarter. So, I mean, I guess I've kind of thought about it. Like, there is a lot of discussion online about it being overrated. I don't think it is, but I also know that, like, I'm a big weeb myself. Like, I love anime <laughs> so Same. much. And I think that when you're in that culture of fandom, like, this is just a part of it. Oh, I and, went to that so convention. It totally is. And it, like, weirded me out. I'm like, I definitely don't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, I think that this is also, like, there are, like, we've talked about things, right? Like, big fandoms and everything. Like, this is one of those fandoms that, it was imported to the U.S. and stuck pretty well. It's not like um, I'm, I'm trying to think of. I don't think there's another thing that we've talked about that is kind of, I guess, Cowboy Bebop, maybe like something. Yeah, but that's not Dragon even Ball close Z. to like the size of this. Though. Yeah. Well, Dragon Ball Z would probably Dragon Ball Z and Saiyan would probably be the better one. I will but say like, this though, as far as like in terms we, of games, like it's it's yeah. one of the ones that stuck really yeah. well. Yeah. But I will say this, so as far as I said, I still don't get it, whatever, and have our own thoughts, and we, you can say it's been discussed. I still yet, I, I obviously am not diving into as much a thing. It's definitely not one of those that seem people come after you if you say you don't care for it. Yeah. I could be in the wrong places and the people like ready to stab no, me. No, I, I mean, this, I, I don't I've I don't not had any is... problems with anybody when I'm like, I, you know why? I mean, the, the games are legitimately good. I just don't think yeah. they're. Adrian, or uh, right. Matt, you know why? Because weebs are too busy discussing and getting angry at each other if you say My Hero Academia instead of Boku no Hero Academia. <laughs> They're too busy fighting about that to come after you for not liking Kingdom Hearts. And the pronunciation <laughs> of anime and anime. Oh, and manga and manga. They will they will literally cut your throat. And whether, you, like, say, and whether you say Usagi or Serena. Well, so I just want to get across. Like, I think they are generally good games genuine good game from when i played well, remember yeah. it's just i just don't get the but i mean to matt's point it doesn't bother me that you don't care from as much because like i'm at the point where i'm like no i don't blame you man it's been 12 years <laughs> yeah and that's another thing like it's been 12 years like even now with some of the movies people are like hey look at this new reboot or this new sequel that's coming i'm like it's been 30 years why do i care anymore yeah it that <laughs> oh god it could be like that I mean, obviously, it hadn't been 30 years for this case, but still, it's been... No. I mean, we didn't get to actually go into it, but if we did the thing from... two, I was still in high school when this game came out. I've gotten three degrees since then. I was in junior high. I was in sixth grade. Yeah. Oh, I know eighth grade. I'm not that old. I know I people who've gotten kids. We've had... We, I've played this game with other people that we've discussed this with, and they're like, I've done, like, went from high school to having a kid and married... Like, I've done crazy, I'm like, it's just crazy the time, like, even Kate said, there's 13-year-olds or 12-year-olds that are... I, there was somebody I interacted with on Twitter with, and she was like, my entire, I like, my entire teenage years was waiting for this game. I was like, holy fuck, how, one, how old are you? But two, yeah. but two, like, their entire, like, I guess, teenage life into adulthood has been waiting for the game, which is something Yo, that's really I'm crazy. waiting... I'm waiting for the one to pop up. I'm like, my dad showed me this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. You know it is. Oh, God. Um, I'm sorry, Kate. Wasn't it your turn? Yes, you can go. You got off. No, that, that's pretty much my final thoughts. <laughs> I think about like, some people have been in the teens, the 20s, and even the 30s waiting on this game. Yeah. I mean, I, I, oh, just, I just think overall, like, for me, 
Um, it's kind of just like a rebuttal to like not necessarily a rebuttal, but like I can understand like the more I think about it, like I can understand why some people think it's overrated. But then I also know that like mm-hmm. I exist in the piece of like oh, like culture that this isn't overrated. This is literally just the natural trajectory of our fandom with anime. Yeah. So and everybody go look up heavy hatchlings. They're adorable. <laughs> You can win them by gambling in Final Fantasy XIV. I did. They're so cute. And he, like, makes little, like, thumps when he jumps. And Okay, anyway, it's been a long time. Nisha, thank you so much for coming on to this episode with us. Of course. Anytime, guys. I love it. And why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs? You guys can find me over on Twitter at LA underscore NEY underscore SHA. That's where you can engage with me the most because I'm not giving anybody my Facebook. (laughs) And the shows you host? Nisha? Oh, my show. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. My shows, you can find me on Did You Have To with Kate, where we talk about anime things and live adaptations of those anime things, and also on So Here's What Happened, where I talk with Carolyn about our top picks of books, movies, and TV for the month. And the Twitter handle for Did You Have To is D-Y-H-T underscore pod. And the Twitter handle for So Here's What Happens is at S-H-W-H underscore pod. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> it's not my job to do that. That's the co-host job. <laughs> and I almost always mess it up when I do it on our show. Um, anyway, yeah. as always, you can find us on Twitter at But Why Though PC as well as on all of our other social media things. It's the same handle. And please, 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 if you were listening and you have not rated us or reviewed us, do it. It is the easiest way to help us. And you can find me at OhMyMythRandier on Twitter. Adrian? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z, 93. Matt? You can find me on an airship. Just floating around. <laughs>